This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, he joins us every single Tuesday at 4 o'clock as we get ready for uh, another great week in the NFL here. Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. Baldy now joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Baldy, welcome back to the show. Uh, happy New Year. It's good to be back. Thank you. Happy New Year. How do we celebrate? How do we ring in the New Year? Did you guys stay up all the way through? Do we party in the night? How do we do this? I'm a working man. You know, I mean, I was working. So I announced the football game in Philadelphia and went to NFL Films and did some post-game shows for the NFL Network. The clock struck 12, and I was talking about uh, – you know, the uh, the shellacking that the Miami Dolphins took at the hands of the Baltimore Ravens. So was that a – because I, I am curious how you view that game. Did that game get out of control because of circumstance, or was that a was that a destiny ass-whooping of the Dolphins? Well, it wasn't circumstance. So Miami, you know, they, they opened up the third quarter. Baltimore got the kickoff, and Justice Hill went 78 yards. You know, um, you know, set up uh, another touchdown to make it 35-13. Got away from him real quick. But, you know, Lamar was on fire. I mean, everything he touched and threw was a dart to an open receiver. And they just broke him down awfully quickly. And then, you know, losing, they, they really didn't allow uh, Tyreek Hill to change the game. Their, their matchup zone really took care of it. So, I mean, they just were better than Miami in every phase of the game. And that's how the game played out. And that's how... It wasn't like it was just, okay, circumstances allowed to get away. It got away because Baltimore was just that much better. So this leads into, I saw I saw you tweeted as much, and I saw a video of you on the NFL Network on this, and you've said you think the Browns are the only team that could knock off the Ravens at the moment. Why? Well, first of all, they went to Baltimore and won this year. Uh, they got a pick six from, from Greg Newsome. Uh, Deshaun, you know, when he was, he was basically banged up the second half, but – he made a lot of individual plays that gave him problems. And so they've won. And then defensively, you know, throughout the year, they have been outstanding. And uh, they play a different style of defense in Baltimore, but it can be just as effective in what they do and how they pressure the quarterback. And if you could get Lamar to make mistakes like they did, um, you know, you certainly helps your chances. And then I think the way Joe is playing, the way that he's going to take his chances, that might lead to some interceptions, but he's going to attack down the field. And I think the attack mentality that they have is what you have to have. Although it might always be fruitful, you have to attack. You can't just dink and dunk against this defense. They're going to chew you up. So I like the mentality of Cleveland. I like the fact that they've won in Baltimore. And I like the way the defense is playing in Cleveland. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. Brian Baldinger on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. So you mentioned the play of Joe Flacco. If if we look at the other quarterbacks in the NFL playoffs or other teams, you know, quarterbacks destined to go to the playoffs, 
Where would you rank Joe's recent play at against the other playoff-bound quarterbacks? Well, I mean, he's played he's playing better than Patrick Mahomes right now. He's throwing touchdown passes. Uh, he's probably playing better than Josh Allen, although you would take Josh Allen over Joe. Uh, if you're looking at Houston, if they get in, or Jacksonville, if they get in, um, you know, you're looking at young quarterbacks that have been injured and missed time. Joe is, looks fresh as a daisy, so you might take Joe over those guys. I mean, you just go through, you know, just go through the different teams. You look at Tua, uh, uh, you probably, I mean, Joe could play with all those guys. I mean, he could throw the deep ball. He can make decisions. And Joku has never played better than what he's doing with Joe Flacco right now. Um, if you took, like, let's just look at it this way. If you took Kelsey away from Mahomes, if you took Stephon Diggs away, you know, from Josh Allen, you went through that, you took Tyreek away from Tua, the way Amari Cooper got taken away last week against the Jets, and look at what Joe did. I mean, he he played like like Amari wasn't even important after he just you know caught 265 yards of balls. I don't know if any of these guys could be as effective as they would be if you took their number one guy away the way Amari went away against the Jets. Baldy, thinking back to that Thursday night matchup against the Jets, it was one hell of a fluky, weird Thursday night game. There were seven total turnovers between both teams. And and I, I bring this up because that was the Browns' third game in 12 days on top of being, I think, it, its 13th straight week with a matchup as their bye was back in early October. I'm just curious how much of what you saw on Thursday night uh, from the Browns' side of things, that sloppiness, how much of that was just a team that looked a little run down, a little tired, playing that much football in that amount of time? Mm, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I've seen – you know, teams play great, you know, in, uh, in 12, three games in 12 days. I think Jacksonville did it this year. I mean, I, and, and they came out of it 3-0. and I mean, it varies. I, I, it's hard to gauge fatigue when people say, well, they're a tired team. It's just hard to gauge it. You know, they didn't have their best players out there, uh, you know, Amari. So you're not going to be as efficient probably without them. But I don't know. Uh, the Jets are a very good defense, and they have – uh, been able to take the ball away at times this year. They ca they caused a lot of fumbles, and so they recovered one. Um, you know, it's uh, it's kind of how the Jets have to play. They they have to take the ball away because the offense is so dreadful. Brian, overall, what stood out to you most about the Browns and their win over the Jets? I just think the way they controlled the line of scrimmage for the most part. You know, I thought they ran the ball effectively, and I thought the guys up front played really well. I thought, you know, Batonio and Wyatt Teller. And Posick getting back in there, um, you know, I thought those guys played really well, and um, I thought they protected well against a really good front. Like I didn't hear uh, Bryce Huff's name and Quinn Williams outside of maybe one play. Um, you know, I thought, and then Joe's movement, you know, the touchdown to Jerome Ford, you know, being chased by Quinn Williams like that to be able to get away and make that throw. Um, I think that's what's what stood out the most because that's a difficult front, and if you give them pass rush opportunities, uh, they can, they can ruin your offense and they didn't do that. Do you see, cause I know you said you, you thought the offensive line played very well, the trench play. And so do you see momentum with this offensive line? It meaning has this been building this way for the last couple of weeks? Well, look, I mean, Hudson and Christian have been in there for a while now. So, you know, Jerron, I think his first game was against Baltimore, um, back in the middle of the season. And, you know, he got picked up basically at the bus stop and he's, I think he's played every snap since he's been in there. 
you know, and then, um, you know, when you get Petonio and Posick and Keller in there, that's as good an interior trio as there is in the league. You know, maybe Kansas City can rival it. There's a couple of interiors that are really, really good. Philadelphia has one. But like, that's a great interior. And they're, they're so good up front with just <clears throat> inside zones and the pulling and all the power runs that they do. And then Hudson's been solid, you know. And so uh, I, I think they have improved. And, like, I just trust Bill Callahan to put uh, a good game plan together for those guys every week. Brian Baldinger on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I did see you also tweeted about uh, Ronnie Hickman's performance on Thursday Night Football. What do you see out of that young football player? Well, I mean, look, they've had a lot of changes, you know, obviously at, uh, at the safety position. They've lost a lot of players, obviously, Grant Delpit most recently. But, you know, to see an undrafted rookie free agent step in there, make the interception, you know, the pick six, all the stuff he did, um, you don't see a drop-off. And that's a credit to Jim Schwartz. It's a credit to the coaches to get him up to speed. And really, because if you make mistakes in the back end of your defense, you're going to give up big plays. And they really didn't do that. And that's kind of what you're looking at at safety. If you miss a tackle, you miss a coverage, it usually leads to six points. And that didn't happen with him in there. So given right now the Browns uh, week one of the playoff possibility in the wild card round, it's any one of the teams that could win the uh, AFC South. That includes the Jags, the Colts, and the Texans. Is there a team you think they match up with best in round one? And is there a team that you think maybe they match up with the worst in round one? Well, if I had to pick a team who I think could be the best, um, the best team in the South, I would say it's Houston because of C.J. Stroud. And, like, he was out for two weeks. They found a way to win a game. Um, but he was back in there, and he's just so good. And he got Nico Collins back. Um, they've lost a lot of players, so they're not going to be as good. But Singletary's been really good, consistently good. He's been better than Travis Etienne has been in Jacksonville. And defensively, they're so underrated because people don't know who they are. But they're very, they're very good against the, the, the run, as good as anybody in the league against the run. And they've got playmakers in the back end with, uh, with Petrie and Singletary and Nelson. I mean, they're, they're good. I would say Houston would be the most difficult matchup right now because of the way that Stroud plays the game. What about the more favorable matchup of those three teams? Well, Jacksonville, just because they're leaking so much oil right now, I know they won last week against a bad opponent, but just because of the way that they have turned the ball over, the quarterback has been injured. Uh, defensively, they've given up so many big plays. Like, that might be the most favorable matchup because I don't know if they know if they can get, the, the, not mojo, but if they can get back to playing really crisp, clean, error-free football. I don't know if they know they can do that. I would say that would be the most. Like Indianapolis just presents some issues because defensively they've got playmakers on the defensive line. Their two linebackers are really good, and they got Pittman back at receiver to go with uh, to go with Jonathan Taylor back running the ball. And the offense line is healthy and playing good. Like they might be, they might be more difficult to defend right now than than what Jacksonville is. Now, you're not just an NFL guy. I, I saw you tweeting quite a bit about the uh, the playoffs last night. Uh, why was Michigan able to come from behind and prevail over Alabama across uh, uh, that game last night? Well, they're very well coached. They're very good in the trenches. 
I mean, they got a bunch of offensive linemen that are going to be playing in the NFL soon. Um, the, the way that they blitz is very similar to what actually the Baltimore Ravens do. Um, some of their concepts, they really attacked Alabama's protections um, and really had them down cold. And they attacked the backside of them, the weak side of them. So I thought they were above and beyond what the coaching at Alabama was in that department. And then, like, Blake Corum is just – that guy's just a stud. I mean, he's just a stud player. He's got tremendous balance. I mean, he's, he's built low to the ground. He's hard to tackle. And he was hard to tackle in overtime. Two runs and 25 yards later, he, he scores the winning touchdown. It's very early, but who do you give the edge to Michigan versus Washington one week from now? Mm, they're totally different, totally different styles of football. Washington really throw up. Penix is great. He's got a great receiving core. Uh, we'll see how much time he has when Michigan comes after him in the ways that they do. I like Michigan. I just like their toughness. I like the way they run the ball. I like the way the quarterback extends plays. And I love Jim Harbaugh. So I, I, I'm giving the edge and not take nothing away from what Washington's doing, but I'm giving the edge right now to Michigan. Baldy, great stuff as always, man. Again, happy new year. We appreciate you, sir. Thank you, guys. Take care. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.